Welcome back to another episode of the Fourth Quarter Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Martin, and I have the honor, I should say the privilege, of getting to be your host as we take a deep dive into the world of sports and entertainment. And I'm not going to do any funny business around here. I'm just going to go ahead, jump right into it. Let's go ahead and get started. We have a trade to announce, ladies and gentlemen. The Utah Jazz finally made the trade that we've all been waiting for for it seems like the past year, maybe even two years now, with John Collins, the Atlanta Hawks forward, finally making his way to his birthplace, the Utah Jazz. The man was actually born in Layton, Utah, didn't really grow up around here. His parents, I believe, were both uh, in the Army, uh, and so they moved around from place to place, and so they were stationed at Hill Air Force Base out in that area, uh, but like I said, didn't stick around too long, but now it's kind of nice to have him back, you know, uh, bringing one of our own back into the fold. Uh, with John Collins, you're getting a very athletic, versatile power forward, one who can not only dunk, who can jump out the gym, who can slam it down on anybody's head. If you haven't seen the highlight of him slamming it down on Joel Embiid, I would encourage you to take a look at that. It is absolutely stunning the way that he just grabs it out of right out of the air from Trey Young and just slams it down right on top of Joel Embiid. But getting back to John Collins here, not only are you getting somebody who can dunk, like I said, somebody who's strong, physical body, inside and the interior, but somebody who can also spread the floor, shoot a little bit. Somebody who can take away from the shooting of Larry Markkinen, Colin Sexton, Jordan Clarkson, who just re-signed a three-year, $55 million extension with the Jazz. We'll go ahead and get into that a little bit later. Um, but with Collins, like I was saying before, you've got a pretty versatile front court now. This has posed the question, what does this do for uh, rookie Taylor Hendricks' minutes moving forward? And Will Hardy showed last year that he makes rookies earn their minutes. It's not like they're just going to be given to him just because, you know, they've got a bunch of young guys on this team. That doesn't necessarily mean that Hendricks has just earned his spot right out the gate. He's got to do the work. He's got to put in the work to make sure that he can, in fact, earn that starting spot over a guy like John Collins. But for now, you've got a front court of Lowry Markinen at the three, who's seven feet tall. You've got John Collins at the four, six foot nine. And then you've got a guy like Walker Kessler, who's a defensive anchor down in the post at seven foot one. And you've got a group of guys, those three guys together, I believe the oldest out of the three is either 25 or 26. And I'm pretty sure that's marking it. So you've still got at least two years with each of these guys, at least with Kessler and with Markinen. Markinen's uh, second year of his deal is a team option, which gives uh, plenty of flexibility to the Jazz, whether or not they would like to extend him or not. Given the fact that he played like an all-star last year, I can only imagine that his trend is only going to go up. Uh, so just be on the lookout for Markinen to continue to stay with the Jazz, maybe get an extension here, uh, maybe as soon as next year. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, but like I said, You've got a versatile front court with those three guys. And then you've got guys like Bryce Sensabaugh coming off the bench, Taylor Hendricks. You've got Kelly Olynyk still in guaranteed money. So you've got a pretty deep, versatile, athletic front court. One who can not only grow over time, um, but can already show you flashes of, like I said, athleticism and that shot-making ability right away. Uh, so with the Jazz making this move, you know, 
There's plenty of other moves to be made in free agency. The Jazz haven't made any big signings as of yet. They just recently traded away big man Damian Jones to Cleveland uh, to open up uh, that 15-man roster spot since the Jazz had signed 16 players to their team yet only can have 15. So they had to trade Damian Jones out to Cleveland. Um, But like I said, the Jazz still have plenty of uh, cap space. They got $15 million in cap space to use to go out and sign another player out in free agency. So do they take the chance to go and do that? I would like to think yes. I would like to think that this is the time where, you know, you're maybe in a rebuild. A lot of people are saying it's a retool. Do you go out and get a guy like Damian Lillard, who just recently requested a trade? And we will also get into that in one of our future episodes here on the 4QP. Uh, But like I was saying, do you grab a guy like Damian Lillard? Do you go and pair him with Lowry Markkinen and then you have John Collins? Are you able to keep Clarkson in that deal? If not, you've got Igbaji that you're able to play. Ochai Igbaji can plug him in at the two or the three. So you've got all these deep, versatile, athletic front court players. You just don't have that point guard yet to mesh it all together, to bring all those guys together. You know, you had Mike Conley for that. Uh, But obviously, they traded him away to Minnesota uh, during the trade deadline in order for them uh, to, looks like, tank a little bit, in a sense, uh, since they were, you know, most people were saying they were winning too many games, considering where they were at uh, in the standings with the type of team that they had surrounded themselves with. Uh, Like I said, they trade Mike Conley away to Minnesota, so you lose that floor general point guard. Do you go out and get a guy like Dame? Do you go find a guy for a a, a cheaper contract? Do you go get a guy like Trey Jones, Tyus Jones, somebody like that who, you know, maybe you're not going to be able to grab them uh, in the free agent market, but you can go out and get a trade for somebody like that. You never really know. Just go find yourself a floor general, somebody who can play, make somebody who can be the glue guy on the offensive end of the floor, mesh all those guys together, and make sure that they're in the right spots moving forward. But that's all we've got for you here on this episode of the 4QP or the 4th Quarter Podcast. Really appreciate you all listening in. Please continue to do so, and I hope you guys have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day.